Hey guys, I'm Jared. I'm an addict. Thank you, Cole, for asking me to open up for you tonight and, uh, you know, work on my primary purpose. Um, so I have a sobriety day. It's 4 5 21. Before that, I've had many more sobriety dates. I have a sponsor, Jordan E. Um, he works the 12 steps. He has working knowledge of the big book. I have uh, three home groups in OI, stopped in time and paycheck on Friday nights. And um, yeah, so that's basically what I have going on right now. Now, what it was like, I grew up in a, basically a middle-class family. You know what I mean? My parents were not bad off. Um, I grew up in Indianapolis. That's where I'm originally from. Um, always felt kind of different than everyone around me. You guys know that show, Super Nanny, where the uh, kids are bad and the nanny comes. And yeah, I was on that as a kid. Um, so... From a very young age, I knew I wasn't like other kids when a TV show has to come and fix me. Um, <laughs> you know, anything I've done, I've always done it alcoholically or, 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 or addictively, um, whether it's obsessing over a girl in art class or, um, you know, one time I shoved a googly eye so far up my nose, it had to be surgically removed. You know, so like whatever it is, I do it alcoholically and, and addictively. So fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, I was molested like a lot of other people in here at the age of 11. I, uh, at that point, I moved from my mom's to my dad's. Uh, stepdad was really abusive, um, got away with everything. Always had this feeling of, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't, so I might as well do it. You know, um, I'm the oldest of six siblings. Um, when I moved in with my dad, everything was going well. I, uh, you know, I was in choir. I was in a lot of sports as a kid. Um, I didn't touch alcohol and drugs until I was about 15. Um, and then I remember I smoked weed for the first time after a cross country meet. I went home, I watched 2012. Um, I ate a bunch of Chips Ahoy and, and went to bed. And I was like, that's awesome. I got away with it. And I was like the first time I ever did anything wrong, got away with it and wasn't blamed for something I didn't do. So from that point on, it kind of escalated. Um, you know, I started experimenting. My little brother had ADHD really bad, and I always self-diagnosed myself with ADHD. So I would steal his Vivance and then sell them to girls I liked at school. And, you know, they wouldn't pay any attention to me unless I had pills. But, you know, I thought they liked me for me. And, uh, you know, and so I would, uh, I would do that. My dad caught on because I guess pharmacies do pill counts. I didn't know that. Um, and so he, he kicked me out and I felt like my dad had given up on me. And so um, I got caught in a stolen car um, during the transfer from my dad's to my mom's house. I got arrested for Grand Theft Auto at the age of 15. I did a year in a uh, boys school, like a, like a junior prison. And then I did a year in military school at HICA, Huger Youth Challenge Academy. Um, when I graduated from HICA, went to Columbus North, you know, alcohol and drugs are progressing. Um, I'm starting to drink every day at, at school, but I had friends that would like, we chewed a lot in the country. So like I had friends that would like pour their vodka on accident into like a spit cup and then drink it out of a spit cup. And I was like, man, I'm not that bad. So I must not be an alcoholic, you know what I mean? And so um, I just kind of rationalized it like that. I got into Indiana state on a full ride for vocal performance and music theory composition. Um, the night after freshman orientation, I got into a car wreck where I was driving. My best friend died in the passenger seat. I was facing 20 years at the age of 17 for vehicular manslaughter. Uh, by the grace of God, I passed the blood draw 
a week later when the sheriff showed up and actually took the blood and his mom never pressed any charges. I then joined the uh, Army National Guard. Um, I went to school, joined a fraternity. I never went to class. Um, I basically just drank like a fish. I started doing a bunch of acid and, and opiates and Adderall still and, um, you know, fucking anything that walked. And um, I just never had this sense of belonging unless I was messed up, you know, unless I was blackout, wasted, you know, stumbling home with the cops telling me I'm you know, I'm in, I'm in Vincennes. I need to be in Terre Haute. I've walked 20 miles into the wrong town and um, they have to give me a ride home because I'm so drunk. I can't, I can't get back to my dorm. And so I got kicked out of school. I um, <clears throat> started doing the military thing full time. And, um, you know, I, I basically, I failed a couple piss tests um, and they kicked me out. And so um, I lost my veteran status. I lost my GI bill. Um, and that's when it started to get really rough. I started working on a lot of factories back home and, um, I found meth. And, uh, once I found meth, I was like, this is, I have arrived, you know, I could do everything. Well, I could plan out everything I ever wanted to do, but never execute any of it. And, but I felt like I was executing everything. And, um, you know, then, then lack of sleep started setting in. I started hearing army boots marching outside of the factory I was working at. And I was convinced that my cop had called like the fucking Marines in on me. And, um, that's when I realized I started to need to get sleep. So I started snorting Suboxone before I ever tried heroin. And, uh, then that supply ran out, uh, that guy got locked up. And so then I tried what I thought was heroin back home for the first time. And back home, we don't have heroin like you guys do out here. It's, it's fentanyl. And, um, so I started doing a lot of fentanyl. Um, I lost my apartment, lost my job, you know, catching felonies and misdemeanors this whole time in and out of jails. Um, never was in a psych ward, but in and out of a lot of jails. And um, it got so bad to the point of where, like, I was in such a bad psychosis before I came out the first time that I, like, I stole a lawnmower from a neighbor. I was, like, spray painting it black so I could pawn it. And he, like, walks out of his front door and he's like, yo, what are you doing with my lawnmower? And I'm like, this isn't your lawnmower. I took it from someone else. And he's like, I'm the only one with the blue lawnmower on this block. I was like, I'll give it back to you if you give me a bag of dope. And he smoked me out. And uh, that was basically it. You know, I was breaking into, um, you know, on the back of trucks, how they have like the little camper top on the back of like a Ford F-150 or whatever. They got the little, anyway, my, my friends would have those on the ground. Um, and I would like crawl inside of them and sleep at night. And I would, uh, you know, basically steal whatever I could from you to, to get a fix. So I, I ended up coming out here, um, back in 2018. Um, I went to a rehabilitation center called, uh, Hope by the Sea. And I was convinced that I was getting paid to go to Hope by the Sea and I never got paid. And, um, I stayed there for 90 days cause they wouldn't fucking let me go. And they kept telling my parents, I was like not obeying when I I thought I was obeying, but anyway, I, uh, I got transferred from there to a program called SCRC and at SCRC, they, they introduced me to the 12 steps and, and AA and HA. And that's where I met Cole. Uh, we were roommates for about six months and I started, uh, working my steps with a guy named Martin. Um, and you know, I got about a year and a half and I started feeling like the real me again. And I started feeling this, this web of connection to other people for the first time in my life. And, um, 
you know, I didn't feel like I always had this fog in my head where I was like, I was different than everyone around me. And, and you can't relate to me because you're not me. And if you were me, you would used to, that was gone. And um, I was able to give things over to a higher power. Then about 18 months in, I started taking my will and, and credit for things that had happened in my life. And, um, you know, I got, I got the girl, I got the job, I got the car, I was managing a sober living. I thought I had it all, you know, I had it, not God. And so I, um, I ended up thinking, you know, I've never tried to smoke weed back home because it's illegal. So I, I tried just smoking weed and within a week I was smoking meth. Went on a sick one for about two years, uh, caught a couple felonies out here. And then it got so bad this time around, I was, uh, I was homeless in Anaheim behind a uh, 7-Eleven off Beach and Ball. My feet were about the size of uh, like water balloons. You know, they had so much water uh, built up in them from walking around all night that like I could just squeeze and it would just squirt out. And um, it got to the point of where, you know, I burned so many bridges that I just wanted to fucking suboxone, dude. Like, I just wanted to not be dope sick and not hate myself. And it came down to two choices. Either I was going to jump in off the building down there by the train in San Clemente Pier, or I was going to get sober. And um, I'm at three or have three left. Good. All right, cool. Perfect. So um, I called this place in Nevada. They flew me out. Um, and you know, they detoxed me and, uh, I was able to, uh, get a little bit of separation from the drugs. I came back out here to SCRC again. Um, and that's when me and, uh, Jordan Ebach reconnected and, uh, you know, we, we just dove right into the book, man. And, um, it's so much different this time around. I'm able to see my part a lot more. Um, I'm grateful for you know, all of these steps, but, but specifically six and seven, um, because it's like, a, for me, it's like a daily maintenance thing where I have to continuously, the only footwork I really need to put in is, is to say that prayer and be willing for God to take it all. But I have a really big problem with, with letting go of every single aspect of my life. I have a huge fear that um, God will never place a female into my life for me to be happy. So I'm cool with him taking the bills. I'm cool with him taking work. I'm cool with him taking my anger. But when it comes to relationships, I like to hold on to that. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful for a process that teaches me how to let go of that. I found a, uh, a peace of mind and a serenity where I can sit in a room full of people I don't know and, and tell you my story with utmost confidence and genuinely not care what you think about it. Um, because my side of the street is clean. You know, I, uh, I genuinely hope that you find what me and Cole and Eric and so many other people have found in this program, which for me is a sense of peace and, and, and a meaning in my life. I'm able to give back to others. I'm able to um, step up and be a big brother to my sister that has cancer right now. You know, I'm able to be a son to my stepdad that just had a stroke. I'm able to walk through all of these things with a smile and, and genuinely be happy with where I'm at. You know, um, the material stuff is all good, but I'm just grateful that I don't want to put a bullet in my brain anymore, you know, and um, the daily prayers help a lot. And then the daily maintenance, you know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of solution to give you this time around. All I can tell you is what's worked for me. And what, what's worked for me is just putting my foot in front of the other and have, um, if you guys have ever seen Indiana Jones, you know, the scene in the end where there's the treasure on the other side and there's a huge gap in the canyon and they can't get across, but he has faith to just put that foot out and then a step appears. 
and he has the faith to put the other foot out in another step appears. And pretty soon he's across and he's at the treasure. You know what I mean? And that's what I found here is that as long as I just keep having faith to step off that ledge and let God handle it, that eventually something better than what I thought I wanted will always appear. You know, it's, it's never what I want, but it's always what I need. And um, I appreciate that. That's all I have. So thank you guys for letting me share and listening to me ramble. I appreciate you. Yeah.